I took the worn footpath behind the village's parking lot and headed south toward the public library, disappearing into a narrow tunnel of fog. Globes of diffused light shone from Meadow Street, tempering the shadows, but I knew this path anyway. Had taken it a million zillion times. Generations of Smithfield kids had cut this route, and the trees were marked with their names. I'd carved Sam into an ash when we first moved to town, my sister Wynne and my mother and I, and I traced those rough letters with my fingertips as I passed. My single hour of freedom from the creaking, leaking, freaking four-story B&B my sister and I had inherited from our well-intentioned grandfather, and I was spending it on yet another task. A bulging sack of overdue library books banging my side. I crossed Worth's massive backyard, careful not to trip the security lights, and swung one leg over the split rail fence. Mid-climb, the cheap plastic bag snagged a post and Wynne's loot plopped into the mud. I grabbed at them, but a nail caught my back pocket, and the distinctive sound of denim tearing carried across the blacktop. The seam had opened straight down my crack and through to the front. A breeze blew across my bare ass, and if I wasn't careful, my entire crotch would fall out of my jeans. Great. Mopping the worst of the mud from Wynne's books with my flannel shirt, I draped the tail over my behind and loped on. At the top of the driveway, Smithfield's squat little library waited. Emergency exit lights glowing devilishly from the windows were the only sign of life at nine o'clock on a Thursday evening. By my cell phone's light, I located the gap in the hedgerow near the library's side entrance and found the book return. The piano hinge squawked at my first attempt to stuff everything into the drawer, so, tucking most of the load under my arm, I worked the door like a bellows. Wynne's trashy novels and riveting self-help books slid down the slot along with my coffee table book of exotic places and a few worn 80s CDs, wet pages and slimed packaging disappeared down the chute. Eek! The door rotated back into place with a hollow thud, and I spaced out for a moment, my reflection gleaming back at me in the glass. I tackled everything on today's staggering to-do list, and soon I could kick back in my room with a cold Smithfield ale and the remote control. A man-sized shape slithered between the stacks, vanishing silently into the gloom. What the hell? I squinted through the glass, but the dormant room remained ghostly still. Before a shiver caught me, I opened the book drawer to stuff the last handful inside. Maybe I'd imagined someone darting behind the librarian's desk, because who in their right mind would break into our provincial little library? We had nothing to steal, unless someone had a hard-on for some worn BBC dramas of the 90s or a large print edition of a Patterson novel. Smithfield kept real treasure where it belonged, at home. Most important and more effective than a Rottweiler or a security system, we had Mrs. Strauss, the librarian, capital T, capital L. She'd have a word to say if an intruder entered her domain. Hopefully, after she saw the mess in the book drop, she wouldn't say that word to me. My gaze strayed to the line of purple desks and chairs. Nothing moved. The book drop door whined shut, swallowing the last load, but instead of the moist thud of paperbacks landing in the abyss, 
A metallic clang rang from the housing as my cell phone tumbled like a rock to the bottom of the bin. Son of a... I stared stupidly at my empty hand, then smacked the heavy metal lid until my fingers stung. Shit! The box remained mute in the hedges, though my phone buzzed tauntingly. I checked the box. Naturally, the small door at the front was latched with a tiny padlock dangling from the catch. No amount of rattling or kicking would free it. The cell blipped another tinny message, which had to be wind pestering me again about pig's bladders and sea cucumber. I opened the drawer. Cold blue light shone from the depths. Damn it. An owl hooted. Crickets and frogs accompanied the soft buzz of a transformer on South Street which at this hour was traffic-free and mostly dark.